everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Seward and Kissel's ESG Spotlight Series. I'm Debbie Franzi, it's a partner in Seward and Kissel's Investment Management Group and head of the firm's ESG Task Force. Before we get started, it's important to note that the discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended and should not be considered to be legal advice and no attorney-client relationship is being created by this discussion. The opinions expressed by the individuals on this podcast, including any podcast guests, are opinions of those individuals only and do not reflect the opinions of Seward and Kissel or the respective firms of those guests. For today's discussion, we're very excited to have Christina Wyatt, Deputy GC and SVP of Global Regulatory Climate Disclosure at Persephone which is a leading climate management and accounting platform used by asset managers and other corporations. Prior to joining Persephone, Christina was also at the SEC. Um, thanks so much for joining us today. And we're really looking forward to this discussion. Debbie, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Um, so before we get started with some more specific questions, Christina, if you could just give us a little bit more information about your background and just um, some ways in which Persephone works with its clients. Sure, happy to. So I came to Persephone from the SEC, where I served as senior counsel for climate and ESG to the director of the Division of Corporation Finance. My job included helping to craft the climate disclosure proposals that the SEC ultimately issued this past March. I also worked with other domestic regulators and the international community on the development of our common approaches to addressing climate and, and broader ESG issues. And um, that was, I guess that began right after President Biden was inaugurated in 2021, um, and that was a one-year assignment. And so I joined Persephone at the end of that assignment in February of this year. And um, I came to Persephone because I saw firsthand how difficult the challenge of reporting greenhouse gas emissions can be and that solutions like Persephone's can really facilitate that reporting and make it much easier for, for companies and for financial institutions. So Persephone, just in a nutshell, is a, a global SaaS platform, and we enable companies and financial institutions to automate their carbon accounting programs. So we make it easier for companies and financial institutions to calculate their carbon uh, emissions in accordance with the greenhouse gas protocol and PCAF. Um, we also make companies' carbon data more useful to them by giving them the ability to see their data at a high level and then down to the specific levels of granularity that they need to, to meet their users' needs. So this ultimately lends to more confidence in reporting on carbon emissions and better management of climate-related risks and, and opportunities and, and better planning. That's great. I know that a lot of our clients are thinking about this kind of in connection with the SEC's proposals for investment managers. And then obviously a lot of the issuers that they're investing in are, are thinking about this in connection with the 
proposed rules. Um, and so I think, you know, one thing that, you know, often comes up for a lot of our managers is that they don't necessarily have a dedicated team within the firm to focus on ESG. And that's where, you know, kind of third party solutions can be such a help, particularly because, you know, kind of the time and the resources is not necessarily something that they have internally. And, and also just the expertise is not something that they necessarily have internally particularly where you're talking about, you know, maybe a relatively small manager that has, you know, kind of a leanly staffed operations and investment team. And so, you know, Persephone, you know, and kind of other similar software providers, I think are things that, you know, a lot of our clients are looking into. Um, and so just to that point, if you could talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what are some, you know, things that investment managers can start thinking about in connection with this and just, you know, kind of really how technology can be a help when they're thinking about, you know, the disclosures to their investors and really just, you know, even getting a sense of what their carbon footprint really looks like at, you know, kind of the firm level and then also in connection with their portfolio. Gary Gensler, the chair, has said this many times that, um, so much of the IM, the investment management proposals are really just about truth in advertising. And so the best thing I think, or the best advice that I would give to asset managers is to understand the data. And before you start reporting and before you start making claims about the products that you're selling, there's got to be a process of understanding what those what those claims are backed up by. So if you're selling a product that um, is ESG focused, that's climate focused, what data do you have to back that up? Have you done the analysis? Do you have the, the backup data to support your own financed emissions calculations? And that process can be very difficult. It can be quite cumbersome and uh, time consuming and and costly, uh, both at, at the corporate level to provide the information that um, investment managers need or investment advisors need to incorporate into their investment decisions, but also it can be quite cumbersome and, and challenging um, at, at the asset manager level. And that's where platforms like, like Persephone can be quite helpful. Um, Carbon accounting is is complex. It's nuanced, and it invariably requires diverse data across metrics um, that might relate to um, different inputs like distance or mass or weight or volume, power and energy. There are lots and lots and lots of inputs. There can be thousands of inputs that need to be matched up with appropriate emissions factors to come up with a reliable and accurate carbon footprint. And having a carbon management software tool that helps you to do those calculations in a way that is um, not manual, that doesn't take a lot of time and money that can better be spent in actually building your strategy. Um, and that gives you data that is reliable and traceable and auditable is really a game changer. And so what Persephone offers is a platform that facilitates that calculation and gives 
the users of the platform, whether corporates or financial institutions, the ability to understand their carbon footprint and build their strategies to address their, their climate-related risks and opportunities. That's great. I think one, you know, thing that sometimes our clients, you know, struggle with is the fact that investors are, you know, kind of asking for a lot of this information and obviously then they may need to provide it to regulators as well. Um, so one, you know, thing, if you could talk a little bit about the kind of reporting that you've seen you know, in the industry and, you know, if there's been any, I know it's still fairly varied at this point with what information people are providing to investors, but, you know, if you've seen any kind of trends in relation to reporting, because I do think that that's something where, you know, managers would like to be fairly consistent with what they see as, you know, kind of the market practice for that, but it's, you know, it's a little unclear as to whether or not there's necessarily is a market practice for the type of information that you're going to be providing. Yeah, I think that's really evolving quickly. And one of the reasons that um, we're seeing a, a good evolution, a positive evolution in terms of reporting is that over the course of the last year or so, there's really been a harmonization of the different reporting requirements and a convergence on a few key standards. So we went from a point where there was what was probably not very affectionately called the alphabet soup of different reporting standards to a convergence on a few of the key standards. And these have been incorporated into the SEC's proposals as well as proposals by regulators around the world. Um, and this is all in response to investor demand where investors have said, look, we really need to have more consistent and comparable and reliable data in order to, to make our investment decisions. And so the convergence that we've seen has been on the key carbon accounting uh, standards, the greenhouse gas protocol, and then PCAF, the Partnership for Carbon Accounting Financials. And with that clarity as to what needs to re be reported and according to what standards, I think we're seeing greater consistency and greater confidence among reporting companies and financial institutions that they're gathering the right data and that they're reporting in a way that's going to satisfy their investors. And that's enormously positive because whether you're a general partner reporting to your limited partners whether you're a portfolio company, public or private, reporting up to your general partner, um, having a consistent set of expectations as to what you need to report and how you need to report it. And it also gives investors information in, in a format that is more consistent and comparable and reliable. And so all of that, I think, is really quite positive. And we're seeing that even before the adoption of the SEC's rules. We're seeing it as, I think, a response to the direction of travel that's been articulated through the SEC proposals and the ISSB proposals and the EU proposals and others around the world, and also in response to investor demand, where the investor community seems to be embracing these standards and saying, yes, this is how we want to see our the, the data reported. 
I think the the other thing that I would say is that there's a recognition and we have a lot of conversations with our clients about this, that this is not something that will necessarily take you from sort of zero to a hundred in a day. It's a process and there's sort of a, a crawl, walk, run approach that we're seeing a lot of corporates and financial institutions taking. So it's a progressive kind of um, approach where maybe you start with very general data, but then over time you work to more and more granular kind of actual data. No, I think that's right. I think that's a really important point too, just to talk about where a manager is and where they want to get to, right? This is not something that's going to happen overnight for a lot of managers. It really is going to be a progression as to what they're able to do now in connection with ESG and also, you know, maybe reducing their carbon footprint and, you know, of course, the data, you know, becoming easier to review and more standard across, you know, industries and, you know, across companies, particularly, you know, managers that might have companies that are public, some that are private, you know, some that are, you know, based in the U.S., others that are not. And there's obviously a lot of different variables. And so any kind of coalescing of the standards, which we, you know, you mentioned that we've seen, I think is going to be really helpful for managers. And, you know, I think it is important when managers are thinking about, you know, these types of commitments, first of all, to, you know, start with where they are, you know, first kind of measure where they think they are then determine, you know, what is an appropriate goal and how long they think it's going to take them to get there, knowing that maybe the information they have today is imperfect or, you know, not as, as great as it could be, and then develop, you know, kind of reasonable steps and, you know, KPIs as far as how they're going to, you know, get there over time. And then, of course, you know, be very clear with, investors as to what they mean by these goals and what how they've you know kind of done this analysis so that everything's you know very clear and supported and not something where you know they've kind of made overly aggressive statements about these particular issues and I think you know from a from a regulatory perspective and also just from an investor confidence perspective that's what you you know really need to kind of be focused on as a manager particularly because there is a fair amount still of you know room to quantify how you're doing this and room to think about you know what's going to work best for your firm yeah i i totally agree and you know i think that it all comes back to the data in the end both on the confidence level and also confidence of investors, but also for asset managers to feel comfortable if they're going to be subject to an investigation or, you know, if they're going to be challenged, having that source of truth, having the documentation as to how it was that they came up with their particular calculation or determined that they could call their fund, you know, X, an ESG fund or a climate fund, et cetera, and having that documentation as to what their backup was and whether those calculations are based on actual reported emissions by portfolio companies or based on industry averages, having the, the, that source of truth that you can point to is critically important. And that's going to be important both at the audit phase and 
in the event of SEC investigations, in the event of litigation, having that source of truth to point to is, um, it's absolutely critically important, can't be understated. No, I think that's right. And I think, you know, even, you know, we've seen the SEC obviously focus on, you know, not just, you know, statements that maybe you've made in kind of investor facing documentations, but if people have adhered to certain, you know, benchmarks or they've made, you know, net zero commitments, you know, there's also the net zero asset managers commitment and initiatives and things like that. And the SEC has really, you know, focused a lot we've seen on exams that really, you know, managers need to show what basis they have for that. If they have to submit any kind of reporting to these institutions, they're asking for copies of that. And that's not necessarily, you know, always something that, you know, has been a, a topic of exams. Usually the SEC tends to, you know, often just more focus on the Advisors Act and the rules and, you know, not always necessarily about compliance with third party type obligations like this. But I think given, you know, kind of the concerns about greenwashing and disclosure, you know, they're viewing that all together and really thinking about advisors overall fiduciary duties and the fact that, you know, by stating that you've maybe made some of these outside commitments to third parties that, you know, it could potentially be misleading for investors, depending upon what your actual practices really are. And so I think that's, you know, something that, you know, managers need to be, you know, particularly kind of mindful of. And, you know, it's, it's someplace where I think, like you said, the data is really going to, you know, certainly be their friend in connection with supporting all of those types of claims. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, as, as we think about the data challenge, there's sort of the, the data challenge around gathering your greenhouse gas emissions footprint. But then there's also the challenge of if you're sort of in the, the, the olden days, which is really not very long ago, several years ago, when um, most companies and financial institutions were working with consultants and spreadsheets, which really are quite two-dimensional, you had not only the challenge of calculating your carbon footprint, but then also being able to use that data at the appropriate level within your organization. So for corporates, for example, having that high level overview for the board in understanding a company's climate related risks and opportunities and understanding where the concentration of emissions are and where they might be able to make changes or set goals and targets. And then at the individual organizational level within a company, being able to get much more granular data to enable the managers to be able to really dig in and address their emissions and meet their goals. And then all the way down to the most granular level, the, the audit level where you can see each and every transaction is critically important and nearly impossible to do on spreadsheets. And this same level of ability to pull out data as you need it is going to be critically important in responding to SEC exams or responding to litigation or I mean, clearly, you know, there's the audit process where you're going to have to answer questions from your auditors and having that ability not just to gather your emissions footprint, but also to be able to use the data in an appropriate way to meet your particular stakeholders needs is um, 
is something that is quite critical and um, really can't be done without appropriate software. No, absolutely. I think it's it's very complex issue and you know really something that requires software in order to you know really be able to get a handle on this and then you know of course kind of have all of the data available for you know either investors that may you know ask you more detailed questions about how you've done this and then certainly any kind of regulatory bodies we only have a few minutes left um, in connection with our conversation today. So just one final question. We've obviously seen you know, a significant amount of movement with you know, both investor requests, investor you know, information, and then also regulatory requests and focus on ESG. But what do you think are going to you know, continue to be some of the growth trends in, in ESG during the next few years? Well, I hope we're going to continue to see consolidation and harmonization of standards. There's, there's still work to be done. Um, I think we need to continue to work with the European Union, the European Commission, and FRAG uh, as well as the ISSB to continue to drive that harmonization. So I think that's going to be an ongoing process. I think it's quite clear that we're going to see a lot of money. We're already seeing a lot of money going into ESG-focused funds and other investments, uh, as both as investor demand and investor confidence increases. And then the last thing, and this is where I think it gets really, really exciting, is that I think we're going to see a lot of money going into solutions. So we're going to see not just decarbonization efforts um, from stopping doing certain things, but we're going to see decarbonization efforts around the actual transition to a lower carbon economy, around innovation and around the development of, of products and services that can really help drive that decarbonization and um, be sources of, of increased wealth and returns for investors. That's great. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of our ESG Spotlight series. If you do have any further questions, um, please feel free to reach out. Thanks again. Thank Christina. you so much. Thanks, Debbie. I really appreciate it.